Hey, it's Andriana. And if you click through and you tapped play on this episode, you know that it is time for you to stop dimming your light. And it is time for you to start shining as brightly as you were meant to so that you can light the way for others. And this episode is really going to help you do that. It's going to help you see why it is so important to stop hiding and start shining. Now for this episode, we have the incredible pleasure of hearing from Lisa Bragg, who has literally written the book on how to talk about success. Her book, it's called Bragging Rights, how to talk about your work using purposeful self-promotion. It launched in May of this year as a bestseller, and she is a speaker and advisor and a professional mentor She's also the founder of Media Face, which is a Toronto-based content and consulting firm. She's also, she was a TV reporter. We're going to talk about all of this. Um, she's also a mom to a 13-year-old daughter. She also has a 95-pound dog, some straggly cats, as well as her husband. And she is helping us in learning why it's so important to stop hiding, why we have to revisit what bragging means to us what the definition of bragging really is and how we can use purposeful self-promotion to help us succeed more in life, whether it be with work, in our personal lives, and just in feeling that sense of content and fulfillment and purpose in life. So with all of this, I can't wait for you to listen. Let's get started. Hey, I'm Andriana Gonko, and this is the Juggle is Real podcast. As I share my ongoing journey from experiencing burnout to leading a more mindful and intentional life with better balance, I hope you feel seen, that you realize your worth, lighten your load, and prioritize your own needs. As we hear from leading experts and well-known faces in the wellness, entrepreneurship, education, and motherhood space, I hope you gain insights, proven practices, and learn actionable tools to help you enjoy the juggle of work, family, and everything in between with a little less stress and a lot more ease, joy, and fun. Most of all, I hope you find what you need to simplify, streamline, and supercharge your own journey of better balance and self-love. Are you with me? Let's get started. Lisa Bragg, welcome to The Juggle is Real. I'm so thrilled to have this conversation with you. How are you? I am so good and so excited to be here and talking to you about my book and about how we can all be seen and heard. So I'm looking forward to talking to your audience too. Yeah. So, I mean, I have the book, it's bragging rights. It's incredible. I've been making way, way through it and I want to talk about it. But before we get into all the juicy stuff about how we can stop dimming our light, especially as women. Let's, let's hear a little bit about you. Like, tell me about yourself. What's, what's brought you to getting this book out? Tell me about you. You know, I really, I had no choice in writing this book. I, I was so, once it came into my brain, I'm like, okay, I have to do it, but I am my book. I am a hidden gem. I am, I am someone who needs to learn how to brag. Brag is my last name. It mm -hmm. was the name that I had from birth. And I realized when I was about 13, that success, my success meant something to other people. And they would say, oh, are you going to brag about that? And I'm like, oh, ooh. so, you know, I was 
you know, card carrying member of the want a gold star club and I wanted good grades and the whole thing. And when I got them, I would be embarrassed and I would not share my successes with people because I could tell that it mattered to them. And then, uh, then I decided to become a broadcast journalist. So somebody who's trying to hide also wants to be a broadcast journalist. But back in my day in broadcasting, it was never about me. It was always about the people yeah. that I would meet and the stories that I would tell. And I was always one to go against the pack. If they were going left, I would go right. And uh, they would. I would try to find different people to interview. And so many times I'd have, especially women say, well, I'm not the expert, go down the hall to John or Steve or Peter. And I would say, no, 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 I really want to interview you. And so I was fortunate to be able to do some coaching because I was one of the first videographers. I don't know if you know, it's it's what we all do now, but I was able to have the camera and interview somebody. And so I was often by myself. And so I'd get to have the chance to do some media training on the spot with people. And the people that did it, I'd see them go on to great things. So they'd get interviewed by more media and then they would get a promotion and all of these good things would happen to them when they're seen and heard. And I still have those thank you cards to this day. And then I started a content company. One of Canada's first content companies, MediaFace. And we did video animation, e-learning and had so many clients say to me, because we were helping their subject matter experts get online for the first time. Because we forget all this stuff is still relatively new. You know, it's, it was 2007, but we've come so far. But um, I would help them and I would see the difference it would make in their careers. And that's where I think the excitement really came for me is helping people to be seen and be heard. But And now I have, with a daughter who's 13, I want her to be seen and heard because I want her to see and for people to see her as she grows, that she has so many things to offer. And so I think it's really important for all of us to, to be out there. And I have a supportive husband who's right there cheering me on because we need our cheerleaders. And uh, yeah, it's really good. And the book has had such a good success. I think it's scary when you put something new out in the world. So here's some vulnerability, but it's like, oh, here's something new. Is anyone going to like it? So I'm so happy to hear that people are resonating with the book. (laughs) Me too. And I've, you know, I've been a fan of yours for, for a little while now. And I think it's so great to see you, how you've progressed in your journey and how, how you've been able to put yourself out there. And I know for myself, but for so many of us, you know, it's, we, we kind of hold ourselves back a little bit. And I think it's so special for for women, but especially for the, that next generation, people like your daughter to grow up in a place in a space where it's okay to, to say all those great things about yourself. It's so important. And your book is doing that and helping and through your guidance and through your research, you're really, you know, helping to shed light on why it's so important. So the introduction of your book, bragging rights, how to talk about your work using purposeful self-promotion. It begins with kind of a neat story. And you talked about being a journalist and an encounter that you had with now a very famous pop star. And that sparked something in you to kind of make a shift in your career and that professional purpose that you now have. So can you tell us the story? Can you walk us through this time and how it sort of changed that trajectory of your life to bring you to where you are? Yeah. You know, we all have, so many of us have that when I met him stories. So it was uh, in Stratford, Ontario. So that should give a lot of people a little hint hint there. Yeah. (laughs) 
And I was doing a story on uh, politics. It was, they were having a change of government there where um, they already had gone to the polls several times for different things. And so I was looking for people to interview and it was kind of quiet on the street. And here comes these young gangly teenage boys coming up to me and saying, oh, I'll be on camera. And I'd get it all the time where kids would want to be on camera. And the story just wasn't going to fit. They weren't a voting age. They had no interest. They did, probably didn't even see the signs out on the street. And uh, one of the kids was Justin Bieber. And he sang to me and right away, I'm like this kid, like what a voice. And he was naming off all the producers that he had been in touch with and, and his talking about his mom. And I was like, oh, all the producers, I had no idea at all who any of them were at the (laughs) time. So, but I went back to the station and like, you know, he just, so I didn't, I did not put him on camera and I, I, I believe I got an autograph from him, but I cannot find it anywhere. And anyway, so I wish I had all of that on tape and, and something to show the world, but I went back to the station and I said, we need to just do a story on this person. He is using, there's so many angles to it. First of all, he's this great voice, but he's also using this new medium to get himself out there and to be seen and heard. And now opportunity has come to him. These people are found, somebody found him and they, all this is happening. Like how exciting is that? And I got a big flat no. And I got scorn for it because the medium, traditional media didn't see the change that was about to happen. Yeah. And lost the opportunity, but it really resonated with me that we can do this ourselves. Like we can put ourselves out there. And so that's why I left news and my, to the chagrin of many of my family members, why would you leave news? Your career was on the trajectory up. I was, you know, doing lots of new things. I just realized that we could choose ourselves and more and more people are going to choose themselves. And how can I help them put themselves out there and be seen and be heard? And so, well, we all don't have the crooning voice of Justin Bieber, but we all have something that we need to share, that we have something special, a message, something that needs to be seen and heard. And I believe it's foundational to all of us to be seen and heard. So yeah, so that's my Justin Bieber story, my, my brush with fame, but it really got me going and thinking, there's something to this and I need to be part of it. And that's, uh, that's what started media face and started me really on this, this journey. So it's kind of a funny story. I mean, <laughs> kind of a cool story. It's something that I'm sure gets passed around at a lot of dinner parties. And I would be bragging about that. That would be my, my claim to fame, but so much more that we could be bragging about. So I just want to fast forward a little bit because you made the decision to undertake one of the world's most extensive research studies on bragging. And then you put it together in this book on purposeful self-promotion. So I, myself, I have a marketing background. And so looking to research is one of the things I tell my students, like it is so important to be able to look to these different modes of research, but for you to conduct your own primary research investigation and really dig deep on this topic and learn more. Tell me about this. Why did you think it was important to do this work, to undergo this extensive study, and then to put it all together in this book? Yeah, the re- so my background being a journalist, research was really important to me. And I wanted to make sure the book wasn't just, hey, here's my experience and one. You know, I wanted to make sure that it was reflective of a greater population of people. So I started looking, you know, when you start thinking, okay, I have this idea. Is anyone else doing this idea? What should I do? So I started reading literature reviews, what other people had written about, who else had done studies. And I started to notice that so many of the studies based on the idea that 
bragging is bad or self-promotion should be limited, especially for women. It's, it's fraught. There's too many risks. A lot of that research or that it's so bad, you know, but a lot of that research comes from universities that have conducted it on their own university students. So 20 year olds, 21 year olds, 22 year olds who are in a position of wanting to fit in and not stand out. And so when we talk about standing out, it's not from their time. And so the, but the research was based on their feelings. And so it was extrapolated to a lot of articles by journalists saying the research says bragging and self-promotion is really bad and don't do it, especially if you're a woman. And we'd see these headlines. So I wanted to scratch deeper and see, you know, first of all, the literature review, who is it based on? And it was mostly based on U.S. people. And then I wanted to also see what else is missing to this story. And so that's where I decided to conduct it and make sure that it was open to everyone. Interestingly, I did have Northwestern University in the U.S. uh, join me for a little bit on one of the research surveys. And it did find that they still wanted to fit in at that age. Even my questions when I set them up and watched for bias, but they wanted to fit in. And then I had a survey that was open to the general uh, public, mostly done through LinkedIn, my networks, done on some uh, research survey uh, organizations that you can put research up on and found though that through the research that most of us actually want to hear people bragging. We want to hear stories of success. So I had uh, so many people respond to it and they said they, they're cheering us on. 85% of people are cheering us on when we brag. And I think it was 12% will ignore you and 3% will turn around and brag themselves. So I love that. I think that's, that's really different than what the other literature, other survey and research had found. So um, just found that the survey made it a global issue too. That mm-hmm. we've so many of us have been told, you know, somebody in India said to me, it's um, you know, what will they think? And somebody in Japan said, you know, they expect people to be mind readers and Australia, tallest poppy. And so it brought up all these different things. So then I was able to go and do interviews with people and pull out some of the stories that you'll find in the book. So it was fascinating to see that it's taboo and where it comes in and how it permeates people's lives and the opportunities lost the opportunities lost because of it. And I didn't even scratch the surface in what I put in the book, like, because otherwise the book would be a hundred thousand words and my editor wouldn't like that. (laughs) (laughs) But the fact of millions of dollars lost because people reported, you know, they went on their mat leave and came back and didn't lost opportunities there. And then because they weren't able to talk about their successes. And so they just had all these different things where it was like, I know I can pinpoint when I didn't brag and self-promote that I lost these opportunities. And cumulatively, you know, it's been worth millions of dollars that I lost a client. I lost a, a promotion, all the things. So that just, it breaks my heart, but it also made me say, we're not alone when we're hidden yes. gems. And made me realize we like, we need to actually have a conversation about it. So very exciting. I'm, I love research. (laughs) I love it too. And especially the findings that you've seen. I mean, I know for myself, I love to learn about the incredible things people are doing. And I love to cheer them on. You know, I love hearing even like looking on social media or just being on LinkedIn, seeing people's promotions or what they're doing. I think it's so great. 
But then there's always that voice in the back of our heads. It's like, what will people think? Or who's going to care? Or what if they think I am bragging or, you know, being, you know, we all, we all want to be so modest in, in everything. And so it's like, if we're all holding back in this way, especially as women, then, you know, if we, if we removed those barriers, if we took away those judgments, and it has been something that I have been working on for the last few years and, and, and learning to shine brighter has been a really, really pivotal move for me. And I know that it's going to be helping so many people as we make this shift. And so you mentioned it before, and in this section of your book, it's actually titled, my last name is Bragg. You write, we learn what we are meant to teach. And so, of course, you pretty obvious here, you know, like you had to take this shot. Your last name was an easy target, but also when you're younger for people to tease you or for bullies, and that made you shy away from the spotlight, or you didn't take credit for your accomplishments because you were worried about what people were going to say, knowing they had that easy, you know, low hanging fruit to, to talk about bragging, but we don't all have this last name. And so many of us, myself included, we have done this, we have shied away and we don't want to speak up about ourselves in a positive way. So why do you think this is, was anything like really standing in, in the research that you found, like, is it the judgments we have? Is it the worry? Why are we shying away and why are we not promoting ourselves in a positive way? So much of it is cultural and it's that we are taught, especially as young girls to be about community and always to be sharing everything. So share the credit, share this, be nice, be nice, be nice, be, you know, nice. be smaller. Mm-hmm. A lot of that conditioning happens. And a lot of it came, you know, our parents, our great grandparents, their parents, generationally, we went from being part of agricultural societies. You know, we were all on the farm and we could see what people were good at. Our kin knew exactly what we were doing. And there also weren't that many opportunities to do different things. So you were the, the baker, the candlestick maker, the, you know, out in the field, uh, the maid, whatever it was. And we did that. So people knew what you were good at and your grandmother would tell everyone. And then we moved into cities and away from our families as part of the factory era. And I think a lot of people, we lost that, you know, we wanted to be just a cog in the machine because we wanted the safety of a paycheck. And so mm-hmm. put your head down, do good work. And eventually someone will notice you or don't ruffle feathers. We just wanted to be part of it. The idea too, was that, you know, these hierarchical systems were new. So they're all about maximizing productivity and really weren't about maximizing human potential. So I think that's the big thing there. So it's generational of these these, um, this language, you know, if you work with that good, it would speak for itself. Cream rises to the top, like all that it's baggage and it's baggage to keep so many of us as hidden gems, being the worker bees, doing all the things in the background while someone else takes all the credit from us. And so it's, it's, that's what it is. It's cultural. And then it's ingrained. And then we ingrain it in the next generation because it's the rules we're taught So that's where bragging is a bit of a rule breaking and, you know, going against the taboo. So many people have permission and have always had permission to brag and self-promote. And I just want to take the moment to say, you know, bragging back in the day, I think it's in 1325, was about shine and shimmer. And it wasn't about that boastful ickiness that we associate with. It was shine and shimmer and bravery. I love that. And Mm -hmm. now it means 
to talk about your success with pride. And often you hear, and when you read the dictionaries, as I still do, they'll say, you know, it's, it's with a sneer and that it's overly and overt and pompous, but I really believe. So if it's talking about our success with pride, pride also means self-love. So let's have some more self-love and pat ourselves on the back and brag to ourselves first. And so it's that mindset piece. So I think that's really important for all of us. And then self-promotion is really, how do you take that thing that's successful, that thing that you want to communicate and and spread it out in the world, all the tactics. So the social media, the podcasts, the, the emails that you would want to do to spread the good word of all the goodness that you're putting out into the world. So that's, that's really what it is, is that we're taught to play small while some people get a pass. And I think I'm, I'm pretty tired of certain people getting a pass and you know what I get a pass to now. So I can say, wow, I have a best-selling book and I'm expected to, cause I have to sell this and I have to put it out there. Writers get a pass. CEOs get a pass because they have to talk about the awesomeness of their last quarter and the expectation of the next quarter athletes obviously get a pass politicians they get a pass so yeah (laughs) this is this is so good I mean and really like if it's just semantics that's holding us back like can we revert to this prior definition because I prefer that one truthfully right and I know like you say in your book that we have a choice to make and the choice is whether we want to stand by and continue being hidden or show up and act. I love that. Stand by and continue being hidden or show up and act. And now I don't, I don't know a ton, but the little bit that I know about neuroplasticity, it's, it's, you know, understanding that, that, that wanting to stay hidden part brings the safety, right? Even if it's not what we actually want, even if we're just dying inside, because we know, you know, we're doing better work than so-and-so who got that promotion, or we have incredible ideas that could really push our organization further, or we're just doing incredible things and no one knows about it. But that staying hidden part is safe to us because we know that path. We've been down that path before, but the showing up and the acting that is unknown and that feels scary. And so we revert back to staying hidden. So my question then, maybe we, we know this on a conscious level, but it's sort of those subconscious beliefs that you've said have been passed down to us generation after generation, or that's what our parents told us. That's what our grandparents told us. So how do we go from hidden to daylight, as you beautifully put it, when we're afraid of what might be on the other side? And first of all, knowing that fear is part of it, like we are together though, and that you're not alone. So when you feel feel that way, that there is fear involved, understand that you're not alone. But I think that the corrosiveness of invisibility is worse. So the fear of being invisible or the fear of being seen. So that's, that's what it is. Do you want to stay where you are? And I think a lot of people now are at the point where it's like too tiring to be invisible and that it's a burnout factor of this invisibility. So I think that what I would suggest is that you take it to fear plus 10%. So you take steps of courage. Ooh, a lot of fear people want plus 10%. Yeah. Okay. So fear plus right 10%. At, right at that cliff or right at the edge of the pool or the lake where it's a little bit cold and you're about to jump into that water and you just, it's that you have to do it just 10% more and 10% more. Dip a toe, dip a toe. Dip a toe. 
And I'm not talking, wait till, oh, I'll do it when I'm confident. I'll do it when I'm confident. It's like, well, mm-hmm. it's always like, I'll do it when I lose 10 pounds or when I do this or when I get my hair done or when, you know, when I have that next, next certificate or whatever it is. And it's always way out there. So what I want people to do is say, it is acknowledge it. So I, it's the fear plus 10%, but take a step of courage. So we're not going to get to confidence, but we are going to take a step of courage. So do one thing send one thing to one person and let them know and see how that feels. You know, I always encourage people to post on social media and tag hashtag bragging rights, and I will find you and amplify it. Just do that one thing, a small thing on social media, if you want, or even send it to me, you know, an email is also a strategy for amplifying your successes to anyone. So send something to someone just to let them know that you've done this and that you have something to brag about. And that taking that one step of courage will then build another step of courage and hopefully release some of this conditioning that we've all had. I am my book. So I have to come back to it again. And like, I wrote a book called bragging rights. I have pages marked. I have to follow (laughs) this book because the conditioning is so deep. And, you know, I worry, am I being too much? Am I, you know, all the things that we've just discussed, it's like, oh my goodness, I have to like, it's too much, Lisa. It's like, but nobody is listening that closely. And if they are, they're super fans. So they want more of it. So it's that balance of it. Cause you see celebrities all the time. They've posted the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. And we love it, but we think nobody wants to hear from us over and over and over again. So release that idea. Cause frankly, people aren't paying that much attention to us. And so when we feel like we're on repeat, I want you to repeat again, repeat and repeat, but start with one step of courage and reach out to that one person who is already a safe place and then build it on from there instead of trying to, I know all of a sudden have this huge Instagram or social media account where you're, you know, have all the bells and whistles. It's really just taking one step and starting there. I love it. Fear plus 10%. And I will say too, that, I mean, yes, there's fear, but there's so much freedom beyond it. And I think that once you start to take the small steps, you realize looking back, like being on that other side, even if it's just in a small way, like it just feels so much better. Right. And, and there's an authenticity to it that really, I think it's hard to go back from. So once you start creating that new path in your brain where it's like, okay, it's not as familiar, but I did this one thing. And it wasn't so bad. So let's just do one more thing. And, and I can tell, you know, I can tell you and the listener, like even with this podcast, it was like, okay, well, I'll just send this one email to this one person who, I mean, I would really love to chat with them and I would really love to interview them. And I mean, who am I to even send this email? And it's like, I have a response right away. I would love to be on your show. Like, when can we get this like scheduled in? And it's like the feeling that you get after hitting send or after you know, speaking your truth, it really is. It it doesn't necessarily even matter what the outcome is, but more often than not, it's going to be well worth whatever that step was that you're taking. And so I do want to talk about taking action here a little bit, because I think we would be remiss if we just say, you know, go about it, brag, do your thing, but let's actually move into the space where we are taking those steps. And I think one of the pitfalls in maybe wanting to take action and, or what's preventing us is that notion of being modest. Mm -hmm. And it really can be that pitfall because we're taught to be modest, but you say that 
modesty differs from humility. And it's really important that we stop deflecting. We stop dismissing our accomplishments and we really need to receive and accept praise from others. And I know I can tell you, my mom is my biggest cheerleader. I love her. And she, you know, will, will see someone, you know, walking, I don't even know at the grocery store. And I would have been like, you know, my whole childhood growing up, but it would be, we'd stop at the grocery store and my mom would just go on and on Andreana this. And then she did that. And she got this great grade. And, and I would just be like, mom, but she was my biggest cheerleader. She's my biggest fan and she still is to this day. So the pride that she has, the humility that she has to be able to speak that, I think we can all take a page from it, right? For ourselves. So how do we look at humility versus modesty and how do we stop deflecting and dismissing? And even if someone tells you like, oh, like you look so nice today, like, oh no, I barely slept. Or <laughs> even the smallest of compliments, how do we stop doing that? And, and how do we look at it with a new lens? We all need your mom. <laughs> yeah. Step one. Get yeah, step one. You know, I think it's, so it's in the book. It's the flip it to test it from Kristen Pressner. And she has a great TEDx talk. So if you want to look that up, but I talk about her in the book and it's, would you say that about someone else? Mm-hmm. So would you say that, would you allow a friend to not start their podcast? Cause it's like, well, who am I? Who do, who do people think I am? You wouldn't allow a friend to have that barrier. And so flip it to test it. Would I do that to a friend? No, I'd cheer them on to go and do that podcast. I'd cheer them on to reach out to that person who is a step above and, and, you know, reach out to them. I had this moment too. I wanted uh, Seth Godin to read my book and he was the third person to, to send that I sent the book out to. So his, his name is right here and he read my book. And so this for authors, the first, the person on the book cover, it's very valuable, but it's so scary to send it out to someone. And he's, um, a marketer. He's a genius and I oh, yes. obviously a great, I'm a fan girl. So just written so many great things. And if you have not read his work, go find anything by him and follow him. Just so many great provoking thoughts, but, um, the vulnerability it takes to reach out and to say, yes, I want to, but you have to do it. So when you have those thoughts of, well, who am I to ask Seth Godin? So it was really that three, two, one send. So three, two, one, send that information, but flip it to test it. Would I tell a friend not to do that? No, I'd be cheering them on. So start thinking that way and just three, two, one, I'm going to send it. And, but being your own cheerleader is one of the best things too, is start that brag book, all your successes that you're having. You don't have to go back in time, but start them today and also brag to yourself. Tell yourself those compliments that you should have received for that you know, if it's an outfit that you love putting together and no one gave you a compliment, compliment yourself, compliment all the time and give yourself that pat on the back for the good things that you're doing. Uh, I could go, there's so many ways to start. I don't know. Is that, is that good? Or do well, you want one more? It, it's so, it's great that you're saying this because you said one of the most powerful first steps is to receive and give compliments. And I know like, I love to celebrate small wins because it's kind of that notion of, 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 practicing gratitude, right? Like what you focus on expands. And so just recognizing at the end of the day, like all the things that you might've done when, you know, it was, you know, maybe there were some trying times or maybe the kids had a hard day, or maybe it was just one of those days. What are those small wins that you can celebrate? So you say that 
a good first step is to receive the compliments that you're getting and then also to give them out. Why is this a good first step? It's as you shine the light on others, it comes back to you. And it's one easy way for you to also build community and also be seen as an expert too, and a leader. So by sharing that limelight, the spotlight with other people, it shows bragitude. So it's, it's including people in all of the great things that you're doing. So one way I talk about in the book is here's my brag and here's how you supported me in that. So that's another easy step. It's called bragitude. I did not come up with that. Um, <laughs> but it's sharing the limelight with other people. Just, it adds. And it's also about, instead of being that scarcity mindset where, I can't give compliments or I can't celebrate other people because they might get something that I won't instead allow to have an abundance mindset. If I give someone a compliment or if I celebrate someone else or cheer them on, it's not going to take away from the opportunities that I'm going to have. It could amplify them. So that's where I really want people to shine on each other and to share what we have. Cause the more we have, it's not Pollyanna-esque either. It's really that there is an amplification process that goes with it. So you know, it has to be genuine. It can't be all of a sudden, yes. like, I'm going to, you know, oh, you know, kiss up. <laughs> it's really, how do I make sure that I'm letting people know? And it's so people forget the follow-up, a thank you email, or if you're on somebody's podcast or somebody mentions you, thank them for it. Cause it, they'll remember you. It gets sticky in the brain when someone reciprocates and joins us in our journey. So don't let it fall to the wayside, but yeah, be free to shine on other people and support other people because that will come back to you in so many ways. Just go on someone's social media account and say, cheering you on or appreciate you. And it could be that small. And people are like, oh, on social. And I'm the book is not about social media, but it's just such an easy example because we we all want more often most of us want more on social. But just going in and engaging with a post, write a comment you know, appreciate this. And here's the quote that I liked and then like it. And that will help people to see you. And that thought leader that wants to engage with you eventually. Oh yeah. I remember your name in there. Cause so many people think that their comment doesn't count. It does count and it builds up your confidence and it builds up not somebody seeing you out there. It builds up your thought leadership. I love this so much. And I mean, all of this stuff is free, right? Like this is not costing us. It, it it might take maybe a minute of our time to to write a review or to, you know, shine a light on someone in a meeting who maybe doesn't speak up very often to just recognize their accomplishments or to, yeah, like hit that like button or write a, a comment, throw a couple emojis down, or just to, to, you know, give someone a quick pat on the back and say, you're doing such a great job and I appreciate you. These things are free, but sometimes we take them for granted or sometimes we assume that people know already because they are doing a great job. So we must think, yeah, she already knows how great she is. Like, why should I say anything? But it counts and it matters. And, and, and then you can start receiving it yourself. And instead of saying, oh, no, no, like no, and deflecting or dismissing it, actually like stopping and pausing and receiving it and just saying like, thank you instead of immediately trying to say something good back or immediately trying to dismiss. It's something that I've learned as well as like, if someone's actually taking that time to say something to you that they appreciate about you, like to actually receive it because it helps that person who's giving that, that compliment or, or helping to see you as well. So um, I think it's a win-win in so many ways, because then it encourages us to go on and do more. And just stand in it. 
when someone says thank you, it's going to be awkward because we're so used to self-deprecating or right away giving back that compliment, but stand in it, take a beat. So, you know, it's so exciting to be, and I'm so thankful to be on the Juggle is Real podcast. And it's, you're such a great interviewer. Pause. Three, two, thank you. Because we're so quick to say, oh, you know what? There's all these problems, yada, 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 yada. And, but pausing in it and really making sure that you hear it. Self-deprecation is like our enemy, just avoid it at all costs. Even if you are a leader in in position of power, do not model self-deprecation. It's always call for humility and the modesty and self-deprecation. It's not for anyone who's listening to the juggle is real podcast. It's just not because you have it too much. So turn those messages off and let's amplify your bragging and your self-promotion. That's where we need to come from because the other people who need that message, if you are worried about that, you do not need to do that. It is somebody else's issue. Just unfortunately right now in a lot of the business publications and on social media, that's the information we're getting. Humility, 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 modesty, modesty, modesty. It's like, but how much do I need to dim my, my light or talk about only my failures? No, no, no. I need to talk about my successes so that I attract more people who want to be part of my successes. Because bragging is not all about me, 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 me. This is not what it's about. It's about here's how I'm here to serve. Then here's how we can partner together, just like you and I are doing right now. And then we can make something better. And we're, we're sharing this information with your audience. They're going to go off and do great things. You, everyone who's listening, you're going to go off and do something else. You're going to take one thing and share this information. So someone else will then be able to, you know, shine brighter and step into the spotlight and we can have more people being seen and heard and dropping that invisibility cloak. Oh my goodness. Wouldn't that be great? If some of the, you know, so many hidden gems I do, they need to be seen and heard. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Lisa, thank you for cheering us all on. Thank you for writing this book. I am going to share some links in the notes for this podcast episode. Of course, you can get bragging rights on Amazon. Um, I'm going to share the link. There's also some really great freebies that you are offering up to the listener as well. Um, So did you want to speak to, to that before we wrap up? Yeah. If you want to come to lisabragg.com listener hyphen love, uh, there's a free download that you can use to, to start thinking about your bragging. And, um, um, if you also want to email me, I will also share you share with you the workbook that goes along with it. So in the, in the book, there's all these great activities. And so I've pulled them out so that it's easier in one place so that you can go through them together. And I'm happy to send that to you too. If you want to email me at uh, hello at lisabragg.com, because the book has, not only is it meant to inspire you to action, but like you, I want people to actually do things. So mm-hmm. it has to do, it has to consider because we don't do enough self-reflection. It has to do small tips that you can do right away to actually feel like you're moving the dial. And then it has to share because this journey is about something that we need to share with each other. And so I've compiled them all into an activity book so that you can work through it as you use the book and come back to it again and again, and again. And I want to see also all of your dog years. And yes. in the book. So absolutely. Yeah. Nothing brings an author joy more than seeing those kind of things. So, but I appreciate you so much. Thank you for the opportunity and being on, on your podcast. And I am definitely going to be a good guest and amplify it. And I hope everyone listening will help amplify and like the podcast and also give you five stars on it too. I appreciate you. Well, three two, one. Thank you.
I really appreciate it. So how to talk about your work using purposeful self-promotion. It is time to stop dimming your light. And all of those links are in the episode. So I can't wait for the listener to get this book as well as to, to take advantage of all of the great stuff that you're doing. It's been a pleasure chatting. Thanks so much, Lisa. Thank you. I appreciate it. What a beautiful conversation. I loved chatting with Lisa. And I will say that in the email interactions that we've had, she has been so gracious in giving out those compliments and sharing her appreciation and even just noting how much she's cheering me on with what I am doing. And I think that as the author of the book called Bragging Rights, she's doing such an incredible job. I want you to head to the notes for this podcast episode because all of those links are there. And maybe as you take that first step, maybe as you look to fear plus 10% and you dip your toe into that pond of bragging, maybe you send Lisa an email and you tell her about one incredible accomplishment. I know she would love it so much. Her email address is also in the podcast notes. It has been so great here, being here with you. I can't wait to see you for another episode. And if you got something from this episode, I hope that you can rate this podcast, write me a short and sweet review and share it with a friend. That would be helping me with my bragging and I would really appreciate it so much. Until the next episode, I can't wait to see you back. Take good care.